Welcome to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast, episode number 36. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today and every single day that you are tuning in. Today, I am joined with my good friend, Ryan Allen Bell. So I was actually on his podcast a little while ago. He has his own podcast. It's called the Home-Based Business Podcast. And Ryan is all about building a home-based business. So he loves helping people find a successful way to build a home-based business. And he actually quit his job over four years ago, and he's now built a home-based business that has impacted people in over 10 countries all over the world. So if you're listening to this, if you're in that entrepreneurial state of mind, you're thinking about maybe launching your own home-based business, especially in the health, the fitness, and the wellness space, then this is definitely the conversation that you want to be hearing right now. So we really cover it all. We uh, dive into his story, his journey a little bit. I share a bit about my journey as well. So if you're interested in hearing this, learning how to build your own business from home, especially in the pandemic state of the world that we're in right now, then stay tuned. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast. My name is Haley. I am joined today with my friend, Ryan Allen Bell. I was actually on his podcast a little while ago. He has his own podcast called the Home-Based Business Podcast, which is super awesome. Um, So he is really super knowledgeable about home-based businesses, how to really kind of set your own course for freedom, especially with something that's home-based in a time like right now. So Ryan, welcome. Haley, what's up? I'm so glad I could be here. And then I'm loving your background. I'm loving the setup. And we're going to be live on YouTube. Like, let's make this happen. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I had such a fun time on your podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. Guys, I'll leave a link in the description um, to go ahead and check that out. But Ryan, you have such a nice um, array of knowledge, especially when it comes to home-based businesses. So before we even dive into that, because I'm still a little bit curious myself, kind of just about your background, you know, what yeah. led you down specifically the road of, of going home-based? So what, what's interesting, I'll go back to when I was like seven or eight years old, because um, this is the first time I got exposed to entrepreneurship. So when we first got our computer... We got our internet and I remember seeing an ad on the computer and it was this young guy in front of a convertible and the ad said, learn how to become an entrepreneur. And so I saw this when I was a kid. And as I started growing up, I didn't know how to become an entrepreneur. But what what I believe is that ad planted a seed in my heart that, okay, one day, like this is something I'm going to do. But what, what was interesting is outside of high school, I still didn't know how to become an entrepreneur. I just didn't have just those type of relationships or the, the, the knowledge to pursue that. And so I was like, okay, let me just pursue a normal career. And so I was like, I'm just going to be a fireman. My grandpa was a fireman. This is something I could do to stay in shape and it would be a good career for me. So I went to college, got my, my degree in fire technology. I got, I went to a fire Academy and I worked as an EMT for six years working in the 911 system. So I chose a different career path, but here's the thing after doing that for six years, I I realized my heart wasn't in it. Like I really just couldn't see myself doing that for the next 20 years of my life. And I actually went through a period of my life where I was, I was just depressed. I was sad. I felt lost. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, this is for sure what I don't want to do. And one day someone introduced to me how to build a home-based business. And that lit my whole entire world on fire. And that was my first mentor. And I was like, wow, like this guy is earning an income from home. And then I met another guy through him who it was this, it was this kid. I was like 22 at the time. And I met this 19 year old kid who was earning five grand a month. He had a BMW 
and he was just always in his like tank tops and flip flops. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? And that was like my first, my first introduction to entrepreneurship. And I really changed my whole entire life from, from there. So that's the starting point. And fast forward to today, I was able to quit my job and help my wife quit her job. We launched the home-based business podcast and yeah, we have a worldwide business and, but yeah, that, that's, that's my story in, sh in short. And I was like, I'm meant to be an entrepreneur for sure. Yeah, I absolutely think you're meant to be one. I mean, we talked about this on your podcast too. Like, I'm sure most of my listeners know that I also, you know, ditched the path that I had set for myself. Um, and as you know, too, like I was set to be in the healthcare advertising space and have that corporate job. And I just quickly realized it didn't set my soul on fire. And so sometimes not knowing what you don't want, right, is just as important as knowing what you do want. So I think yep. that's a huge first step in any of this is if you're if you're out there, if you're listening to this, you're thinking about maybe starting a home based business. You know, you sometimes have to just explore around and know that maybe a steady corporate nine to five desk job is something that you don't want. And for most of us that are going down this alternative path, yeah. we know through experience that that's not something that we want. So um, going off that a little bit, because I think it's awesome what you're doing with your podcast, too. What is it that motivated you specifically to tap into the podcasting space? Because that's such a huge you know, place to be in right now. So I see podcasting very, very similar to how I see networking. So I got, I built my business through offline networking. That's how I did it before I even went online. And I used this app called meetup.com where you meet people offline. And so I was networking offline with people who were in business, entrepreneurs, and I was even getting involved in communities that were just related to my passions, like fitness or personal development or public speaking or whatever. And so I was just meeting people, shaking hands, networking, getting to know people. And then I got inspired to really dive deep into Instagram and social media. And so I dedicated a few years to that. After that, I ended up meeting people who were seven figure earners just from Instagram. I was like, okay, if they could do it, let me just like learn how to do this, you know? And so yeah, I, I, I built up a pretty good audience on Instagram and we, we generated a lot of success for our business. And then I, I recently started the podcast here, here in 2020 because of COVID. So COVID happened and I asked myself this question, if I can't build my business offline anymore, how am I going to build my business from this point forward? And the first thing that came to mind was start a podcast. And I made a huge pivot. I, I doubled, tripled down online. I stopped all my offline networking and I was like, okay, I'm going to triple down on Instagram, triple down on Facebook. I'm going to launch a podcast. And so I see a podcast as a way to network as well, just like what I was doing offline. And at the same time, you could bring value to your audience. So think about this, like we're here connecting. We've never met in person yet. We're, we're still friends and that's the power of a podcast. And, uh, yeah, here I am today. And it's, it, what's amazing is now I see a podcast as building brand equity, which means it helps your brand be develop more authority in the marketplace, right? For your audience, because now you have an audience that probably listens to us on Instagram or Facebook or whatnot. But if you have a podcast, your, your audience could dive so much deeper to, to what you have to share, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So many good points said there. I think the first one, 
that stood out to me is just networking, how powerful that's been, especially during this pandemic. This sounds crazy, but I think I've networked. I mean, I started all of this really um, right before the pandemic started, but I've networked and connected with people in this space more than I ever would have had the pandemic not happened. Because I think for a lot of people, this being forced to stay in our homes, really not having the same access to the outside world and materials has really just forced us to find a different way. Yep. And that's what I love so much about what you're doing is that, you know, it's it's really what you make of it. Like you've still found a way now to pivot and to kind of just like ride with the wave of what's going on to still make something fruitful out of whatever yep. you're doing and also still staying connected with people. I think that's huge too. I mean, I think podcasts are great tools for people to build, you know, brand awareness, connection with other people. Like I've met so many amazing people um, through doing this, like you included. And yep. like I said, I've never met, you know, most of them in real life. Yeah. So um, it's interesting times for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. It's really cool what you're doing. Um, so I guess kind of like switching gears a little bit here. So I know that you said you're pretty passionate about health and wellness and fitness, and that that's really sort of a huge part of what you share and what you're passionate about. So if someone's listening to this and they're thinking about, you know, maybe starting something with fitness or with wellness and health in general, and they're already, let's say someone's already a personal trainer or they're already sort of out in, you know, the real world, so to speak, what would your advice be to someone who's potentially looking to transition from that to sort of segueing into something that's more home-based where they'd have more autonomy? Yes, yeah, that's, that's a great question. So I think there's two things to focus on. Number number one is figure, figure out a product or service that you could bring to the marketplace. So if you're a personal trainer or let's say you're, you're just in the health and wellness space, Number one, do you have your own product or service that you could bring to the marketplace? Or two, find one in the marketplace with already an established company or established product or established service that people are already buying and figure out how to partner up with that so you could get that out to the marketplace. That's number one, because that's how you're going to earn income, right? And then number two is you want to focus on your personal brand. That That's more, that's so huge right now. More than ever is we need to build a personal brand because if you're gonna let's say transition from offline to online and they see that you have a personal brand and maybe you have a legitimate product or service then that builds trust and authority for you and here, here's what i see a lot of people doing in the health and fitness space like if you're a personal trainer you, you they create their own plans i have a friend he and he's he's partnered with puma and he just has his own workout plans and they're so unique and he built his own personal brand and he, he sells his, his workout plans, you know, but he works from home. He works from home and he was able to pivot from working offline to online because of COVID. And now he's just tripling down in this and he's having a lot of results, you know, um, for me personally, I, my home-based business is in the, the health and wellness space. And for us, it was, it was pretty simple just to transition from offline to online because, no matter if you're offline or online, everyone wants health, you know? And so it still makes sense. So if you're, if you're thinking like, okay, how am I going to make this happen? Just build a belief and confidence in yourself that people will buy your products or services anyways. Like it's, what's interesting is 20 in 2020, our company, we had a 200% increase in revenue. And so people are really focused on health and wellness right now more than ever because we're in a pandemic, you know? So, yeah. That is so true. I think that's a huge point because I know a lot of people have questioned their career path during this time. You know, so many people have. I also, you know, I switched my jobs and I'm sort of making the way for myself now trying to segue to home based. 
And a huge part of that is, like you said, the focus on health and wellness right now. That's something that's never going to go away. I think it's something that's actually on the rise, especially now with people really focusing on their true health, right? Like diet, exercise, proper sleep, proper nutrition. These are all things that are never going to go away. It's something that's um, a little more evergreen, right? Rather than some other industries that might be out there. So I think it's a great space um, to tap into. And I think the pandemic has, as you've said too, your company went up by 200%. So it's had a huge switch and a pivot now and a higher focus on it. So I think it's a great space to enter. Um, Yeah. So what's interesting is... If we're taking a look at like the direct sales industry, for example, that's a $200 billion industry worldwide, 30% of the revenue comes from health and wellness. And so it has the biggest market share in the market and it's always going to be the biggest market share. And this has been the biggest market inside of like the direct sales industry for, for decades. So people have always wanted to have their health up there. They've never wanted low health. Like who do you know that doesn't want to be healthy? You know, it's always something yeah. that human beings value. Maybe some of them value it more than others. But what's interesting, you'll find people who, let's say, aren't making their health a value. When it actually gets detrimental, then they realize it's now a necessity. It's not just a desire. And those customers, they'll, they'll still purchase your products, your plans, your services, even when it's a necessity because they know they need to increase their health just to function normally, just to be able to have good energy, be happy, be fulfilled and be able to be productive in in their careers, you know? Yeah. I think so many people wait until it's too late, right. To actually make a change or to do something. And that sort of got me thinking of something else that I've tried to sort of overcome in my experience, at least too, is, um, a lot of people who are in this space that are personal trainers, people that have their own programs, their own offerings, like know your worth. I can't stress that enough too, is a lot of times we sort of think that we have to sell ourselves short in order to get people to sign up for something or to, you know, buy our program, buy our uh, training package, whatever it might be, but recognize the amount of value that you're putting out there. Like appreciate, as you said, your, your knowledge, your value, your worth, um, and stick to that. Don't sell yourself short. Cause I think sometimes what happens is if we sort of low ball ourselves a little bit too much, the people are going to be like, Oh, well, this isn't even worth it. I'll share a story on that. So, uh, the other day, so people hit me up all the, all the time for just advice for, for building their home-based businesses, especially like through, through social media. And a lot of the times I give away a lot of stuff for free just to help people out. But one of my mentors recently, he was like, you should start charging for, for, for like the time that you put in for coaching some of these people. I was like, okay, like maybe I should. Right. And so for example, this gentleman called me and we had a one hour talk and I would just kind of explain him how to build his brand, transition his brand from, from Instagram to Facebook and like what I would suggest for him to do. And it, it was only like an hour of my time. And usually I wouldn't have asked for anything, but in that time I was like, Hey, like, um, send me 300 bucks for my time. And he was like, yeah, for sure. It's so worth it. And if I didn't ask, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten paid, you know? And so I see value in my time and it's, it's the same thing for you guys listening is if, if you know what you're talking about, like if you have trust and knowledge and you're in your, in your space, you're, you're, you're valuable to the marketplace, you know? Um, so yeah, that's just one short story of, of how that works out for sure. Absolutely. So powerful. And it's something that I see all the time in the fitness space and something that I even did myself is like, 
offering people five dollar workouts like for an hour of my time where it's like know your worth you know you're you're sharing so much knowledge if you're giving people the knowledge on proper form technique all that kind of stuff like recognizing you know your worth in that sense I think is so powerful and not selling yourself short yeah I agree it's it's a really a big thing I mean I could share another story so I'll make this super short so doc, Dr. Miles Monroe, he was actually mentored by Les Brown for public speaking. And so when Dr. Miles Monroe, when he went out to start public speaking, a company reached out to him and was like, hey, can you speak to our organization? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And then the company asked him, how much do you want us to pay you? And his first thought was like, oh, maybe like $5,000, $5, right? And then he actually reached out to Les Brown and he was like, all right, this company reached out to me to, to speak to their organization. Uh, I'm going to offer them uh, $5,000 for, or I'm going to ask them for $5,000 for me to speak. And Les Brown was like, do you really believe that you're worth only $5,000? And he was like, um, no, I think I'm worth more. And he was like, okay, ask, ask for what you believe you're worth. And so Dr. Miles Monroe asked for $25,000 for a one day session to teach, uh, the organization. And they sent him a check for $25,000. And it, that's just how success works. Like if you believe you're valuable to the marketplace, and then the marketplace also sees that you're valuable, they'll pay for your product and your service for sure. Yeah, I love that example, by the way. That's such a great example. And you think about it even from like a, a mindset standpoint, right? It's like you set the bar for yourself. Like when you know your worth, people are going to mirror that back to you. When you view yourself as someone that has tremendous value, as someone that has so much knowledge to share that's really going to help people and add value to people's lives, if that's like what your core mission is, is to add value to others then that's going to be mirrored back to you. And something else that I was thinking about, you know, just from everything that you've said is, especially with podcasting, with Instagram, with Facebook, you think about people like us, we're adding so much value for free just as it is by sharing our content, like with through an Instagram post, YouTube videos, whatever it might be. So think about that too. If you're already adding so much value for free, don't be afraid to, you know, if you hop on a call with somebody, have the courage to, to know your worth. Um, even with whatever it is that you're, that you're offering into the marketplace, I think is so important to just recognize that. Well, what's funny about that. I was on clubhouse, which is this new app. If you guys haven't heard about it, it's like a voice only social media platform. And, uh, Lewis house was speaking and he was sharing with us how he kept his ads off on his YouTube for, for like a, the first couple of years, just because he wanted to give free value. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to decide to turn my ads on. And he turned on his ads and he realized how much money he could have earned if he turned his ads on. And it was like, oh my gosh, like I should have done it earlier. And so I think that it's like, you want to find the sweet spot. You know, you, you don't want to just give out free content for forever and ever and ever. You want to be able to eventually monetize what you're doing because people are actually like, you could change someone's life with, with the knowledge or the product or the service that you're bringing to the marketplace, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's definitely a fine balance. Um, you know, for people starting out, like I'm still in the early stages of my YouTube channel, so I'm not quite at monetizing level yet, but I sort of just view it as I'm going to keep, you know, putting out valuable content. And eventually once I get there and I can turn them on, I will, but yeah. For the time being, you know, I like to I like to share enough value to sort of entice people. And then, 
you know, also the real value comes in through whatever your paid courses are. Like I have a mindset program that's tremendously valuable and there's a lot of stuff on there that I haven't shared anywhere else just because it's really, I think, life-changing information. So again, I think a huge part of starting any home-based business is aside from, you know, testing the waters and realizing that that's the path you want to go on is just knowing your worth and having the confidence to stand up for it. Because I think that's something that people sometimes get intimidated out of doing. And I certainly was in that position. So yeah. I believe that for sure. I need to get, I actually need to get on YouTube. I actually been considering that because my podcast, it's, it's only audio, but I do record on, on zoom. And so I could easily just upload it and boom, that could be like another Avenue for, for me to communicate with tens of thousands of more people. Like that's a whole entire other marketplace, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's huge. Um, even as we were saying when I was on your podcast episode, like, video podcasts now are starting to take off. Um, as I've noticed, you know, YouTube, even most of the podcasts that I consume are on YouTube. So, um, I think it's a great place to tap into. If anyone's listening to this, like start, just start a YouTube channel. You don't have to necessarily know like, or a podcast, whatever it is, just start sharing, you know, just, um, just get yourself out there too. Yeah. A big, a big piece of the market for sure is on YouTube. I, I used to watch well, I still do. I would watch Joe Rogan stuff on YouTube all the time. And it just, it's entertaining just watching people talk, you know, I never really listened to his podcast on audio form. I would always watch the video. So I think if you have video content out there, people would watch it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of curious to hear what your take is on this. So obviously the pandemic has um, affected every industry. I think that goes without saying. Um, what have you seen sort of being in the fitness and the health and wellness space? What have you seen as a transition happening? Do you think more people are going home-based? Do you think more people are starting on their own? Like, what have you been seeing? It A hundred percent. So many more people are going home-based. And especially with industries that are suffering right now, let's say, for example, gyms or uh restaurants, like a lot of these people are like, Oh my gosh, I I need to start a home-based business. I've partnered up with so many personal trainers recently who can't train anymore because their gym is closed. And I'm like, Hey, like look into building a home-based business. Like that's the way to go. And uh, I think that's why my business specifically is thriving right now is just because the whole world has switched upside down. Even people that have normal jobs, they're working from home. And so we're in like a, a work from home economy right now, which is very interesting. And so here, here's also what I think is interesting. Now for about a year, the whole economy is used to working from home. Let's say when we're able to go back into the world and work wherever our, our jobs, the offices, I think a huge percentage of people will not want to do that. I think a huge percentage of them will still want to stay home and it, it just makes sense to start a business. Like why not? Like if you already have, let's say you already have a, a job where you're earning, you know, you're a wage working nine to five from home. You still have a huge chunk of time to build a home-based business already on the side. And you could do that just to supplement your income. Or even if you don't see a future in your job, you could set up a plan to replace it. Uh, and, and in regards to fitness specifically, 
I'll share a story with you. So one of my friends, he actually owns a, a gym in, in San Diego and he took a huge, huge cut. His, his business almost went out of business. He actually had a meal prep company as well. That company went down um, and he was just trying to survive his, his personal training, uh, his, his gym. And thank God he also had a side home-based business marketing a health and wellness product. And that's what saved him. He was like, if it wasn't for my side business, my side hustle, I wouldn't have been able to pay the bills because his overhead at his gym is $8,000 a month. And wow. he was like, I, yeah, he's like, I would, there would have been no way I could have done that with the income from my gym. He's like, I needed a, a home-based business at that point. And so not everyone is in that situation, but home-based businesses are saving lives right now for sure. I think that's huge too. And I think if there's anything that I've learned, you know, through this entire pandemic, I'm somebody that lost my job, you know, at the start of it, I was unemployed for, I don't know, like four months at least, um, is that it's, it's really, you can't just rely on that one source of external income anymore. And I think that's a really like sobering wake up call for a lot of people right now is why wouldn't you want to have something extra? Like you said, as it's, it could be supplemental, it could be something that you're looking to eventually pivot to full time, but it's really only going to benefit you in the long term if you have that second option. I think having options now, especially with the power of being able to control it ourselves with being at home, we don't have to worry about someone, you know, outside of us telling us when we can work and when we can't. We have a lot more freedom in that sense. I believe if you only have one source of income right now, you're putting yourself and your family at risk for sure. And, and, and the world has seen just how uncertain the economy is. Because COVID came out of nowhere, you know, all of a sudden we started seeing signs, you know, outside the country. And then all of a sudden overnight it's here in our country and boom, that, you know, the next week is like, oh, like this is affecting my job. This is affecting my income, which if you think about it, that affects the food that you put on your table for your family that affects the bills. Like, are you able to pay your car note or your phone bill? Are you able to save for whatever, you know, and it, it could get scary. And so it's just like, start a start a secondary source of income just to provide for your family long term like that that's the way i see it is it just it's it's for security and here's something that's interesting back in the day they said job security is secure but i don't believe that anymore i think having a home-based business is the best security for sure yeah that's a hot take i think some people would probably disagree with that you know people that kind of agree with that old sort of way of being but That's something that I totally agree with, too. I mean, you can think about how successful um, you can be on your own by starting something on your own. And this even sort of goes down the whole trajectory of like, I don't necessarily think we need, you know, a college degree to be successful or like a piece of paper or certificate to tell us that we can do something like we're both doing completely different things now than than what we went to school for. Yep. Um, which is always really cool to see. It's always cool to know too, that like you always have a choice. I think that's something else to keep in mind is sometimes we get so set in these ways of like, okay, well, this is what I went to school for. This is my plan for myself. Um, but if you find that you feel so much resistance inside, it's like, I just, I just don't feel that this is right for me. You know, if you have that gut feeling, that's like, this is not the way it's meant to be. You have that other option. And I think a lot of people are starting to wake up to that now that doing something home-based is that option. I had that gut feeling for about a year, but I didn't take action on it. And I, I think it's part of my story because it, it was really a pivotal point in my life. 
And I'm so grateful that I did take action on it. What's funny is I was going through some like old paperwork the other day and I found my, uh, my associate's degree for fire technology. I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) like this is something I'm never going to use in my life, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it just for the memory. I was like, this is pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Interesting where we're at. And, um, I think the biggest thing is like, like what you said is be, be flexible. Like you don't have to plant your flag with one idea just because that's what you did for school. And see, I was, I had troubles with that early on. Cause I was like, I have a, a degree. I spent years pursuing this. Like, do I really want to change? And I'm so thankful that I changed because now looking back, I've been at my home-based business for seven years and it changed everything about my, my life. Like m- every single bit of my life is different because of that one decision, you know? Yeah. It's crazy how much one little change can make. And I've seen during this pandemic, I don't know about you. I've seen more people now than I've ever seen switching their entire trajectory, people rethinking their career choices, literally Mm -hmm. exiting one field, entering another. This has been a huge time of just, I think, inner assessing a lot of people Mm -hmm. sort of questioning the old way and really trying to decide to, to make a new way for themselves. So Would you have any other tips for anyone that's trying to start, you know, something home-based in the fitness space, the health space? Find someone who has the results that you want and is achieving those results the way that you want it. That that's great advice that I've learned over the years. So let's say you you're in health and fitness and you want to build a business around that. Find someone who you look up to who's in health and fitness, who has the results that you want and look to get mentored by them surround yourself by people like this right and when when it comes to finding a mentor the the best way to get a mentor is to serve them figure out what they need figure out how to help them right uh what, what i've learned is asking someone to be their mentor isn't the way to do it like you just need to get close with them that's how i've done it for example i'm using clubhouse for for just networking. Right. And what I'm doing is I'm finding people on there who are huge influencers. And all I'm doing is I'm getting near them inside of their rooms and I'm giving as much value as possible to their audience. And now I'm making friends with a lot of these people, which is great. And that's what you want to do. I think that's the biggest piece of advice. If, if you're figuring this thing out, be open-minded to learning from multiple people who have the results that you want until you find the one person who could help guide you to, to your goals, to your end, to your end destination. Right. I think that's a great perspective too, of going back to that idea of adding value, you know, not so much of like, how can you help me, but how can I also add value to this? And like, it all goes back to networking and connecting Mm -hmm. with people is such a powerful tool Use social media to your advantage in that sense. I can't tell you how many people I've met through podcasting groups, um, Facebook groups of all different kinds and like the health, the fitness space on Instagram. Um, and just by making those connections, you never know what can come from them too. And just like actually, you know, staying connected with those people. Um, that's always a huge room for opportunity because sometimes if we just stay so focused on ourselves and what we're doing, we're not really going to be able to grow and expand in the yeah. way that we could if we're tapping into all the other amazing people that are doing great things in our space. I'll, I'll give another tip in regards to networking. Start today. Seriously. Like even if you don't know what your future entails, but you know, you want to keep building and progressing and maybe you do want to build a business one day, start networking today. And a, a big piece of advice that helped me, one of my mentors told me, 
connect with at least two people every single day and two people that you get to know on a first name basis. Cause if you do that, that's over 700 people a year. That's thousands of people after five years and you will end up building connections and relationships that end up going places for sure. And so if you don't really know what to do now, just start networking and just be open to connect with people, like start reaching out to them on social media or, or be more open when you're out in the streets, like wherever the grocery store and you just connect with people or wherever, just be open-minded to talk to people. I think that's such a, a huge skill to develop is just be a, just be a human being like straight up. Yeah. That's, that's all success is about, you know? Yeah. That's such a great tip is just connect with people. Like don't, uh, don't make it something that has to be so daunting or complicated. Like you said, even just one or two people a day is huge. Um, and you never know where that can lead you. Like connecting with people across the world, across, you know, the internet space, whatever it is. I think another thing that, um, you've kind of been like, making me think about is, you know, you don't have to know exactly what it is that you're going to do, right? So maybe you have these ideas floating around in your mind. You're like, you know, I'm really passionate about health. I'm passionate about fitness. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I don't know exactly what a program should look like a training guide. You don't necessarily have to know all of those little steps, right? You just have to have that goal in mind of eventually you're going to get there and then doing something every day that gets you there. So that could be networking. It could be just exploring around. Like you said, finding a role model, someone online Mm -hmm. that's doing what it is that you want to do. I think that's huge too, is not getting so caught up in exactly, you know, what we need to do step by step by step, but just sort of like trusting our process. There, there's an acronym I live my life by called Kanai, constant and never ending improvements. And you can start that right now, even if you don't even know what your future entails, just try to be 1% better every single day and take a look at all areas of your life. Like it doesn't only have to be like networking and business, like figure out, okay, how can I make my health 1% better today? How can I make my relationships 1% better today? How can I make my faith 1% better today? And what ends up happening is that starts compounding. And after years and years and years, you're just in this amazing place where all areas of your life are, are epic, you know? I love that. I love that idea of like compounding on itself. Cause I'm someone that really believes, I think it's great to set goals, Um, And I've spoken about this before, but sometimes we get really stuck in that future. You know, it's so far away from us. It's hard to sort of grasp thinking of it instead of as like a daily intention. So like you said, what's one thing I can do every single day that's going to get me to that goal? So let's say your goal is to launch a home-based fitness business. That's your big term goal. What's a daily intention? What's something you can do every day? Boom, network with two people that are in that space. Like make it easier for yourself. It doesn't have to be so hard. Yeah, super easy. Success is found in the mundane, the daily mundane. Success is not a giant leap forward. Success is every single day. It seems normal. And that here, that's the thing is they, they talk about overnight success. Overnight success wasn't overnight. Overnight success took years and years and years of you doing simple little things to progress you forward. Absolutely. I think that's so powerful, especially in the fitness space too. I think sometimes we can get caught up in seeing, oh, well, this person blew up overnight. I wish that I could do that. How did they do that? Well, the truth is they've probably been sticking at it for years and years and years. And you're just seeing now, you know, they've, they've really taken off. But most people that I know that are quote unquote overnight successes, like if you really look into their backstory, they've been hustling hard. You know, they've been really, um, working at it for a long time and staying consistent. I think consistency is, is important too. Yeah. See, that's my mindset around my podcast. Cause I just launched my podcast last year. We're at I released my 38th episode today 
but I have an intention to eventually get to 3000 episodes, you know? (laughs) And so who knows how long that's going to take. I haven't done the math, but that compounding consistent action every single day for months and years, who knows how big this thing can get, you know, I'm just going to just focus on doing what I do best, you know? Yeah. I love that. I have a similar goal with my, my YouTube channel. So I just set the intention for myself that I'm going to upload something every single week, two times a week. And I'm just going to trust in that process. And I'm just going to see where it takes me. Like, I don't even know, you know, I'm just going to trust that as I continue to put more and more and more stuff out, that it'll eventually grow and reach more people and add more value to people's lives. So, you know, just finding those things that can motivate you to stay consistent, I think is key. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. So do you have any other like last minute tips kind of things that you would suggest to people? So I think this is like a, a mindset thing to really gain a perspective of where we're at in our current economy. So when I first started my home-based business seven years ago, it was a dream for me. So starting a home-based business was a dream. Fast forward to today, when we started COVID and everyone started working from home, from home, I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been uniquely prepared for this moment for the last seven years. And today it's, it's not a dream anymore. It's actually a reality for all of us. And so having a home-based business is, is just, it's here, it's real, it's a reality. And I think, I think if you could gain that perspective, that's going to help change everything about you is just think about having a home-based business. It's, it's pretty much like a necessity for us to get, to move forward in our life. And that's going to be the last tip I would want to leave with you guys. It's just success is up here. It's in your mind. It's how you perceive yourself. It's how you perceive the world It's how you perceive others. And I think just changing that little perspective is seeing the home-based business instead of a dream, but as a necessity that they'll change the game for you for sure. Absolutely. I think it all comes down to, like you said, confidence in yourself and what it is that you're doing and that inner game switch too of like, you know, thinking it's something that's sort of far out and sort of, you know, in that dream realm, whereas you're actually sort of actually going to bring it into your existence. I think that's a huge switch too. And it all comes down to understanding what you're passionate about. I think it's really important to be passionate about whatever it is that you want to go after that you eventually want to turn into you know, your home-based business, passion, confidence, trusting in it, um, knowing your worth. I think it's all a huge part of it. And all of that, like you said, is your mindset. Yeah. The inner game is the most important for sure. Trusting your intuition and going after what you desire and what you believe in, right. Going after what you, you, you feel aligned to do. It's, it, it really matters for sure. Yeah. I think that's great. And a last point kind of going off of what you just said, make sure that it aligns. Like if you're finding some sort of opportunity that's don't do it just for the sake of doing it. When you feel this resistance of like, "Mm, this seems a little shady. This doesn't seem like something I would want to do. Like make sure it's really aligned with what you stand for. Um, If it's, if it's something that aligns with your values, you know, your mission, Um, make sure that you have a sense of integrity with it too. And that you're staying true to yourself. I'll I'll share a, a quick story on that. So I'm reading this book called the big leap and he shares a story about this. So his ultimate ability is writing books. That's his thing. He's an author. And someone, someone offered, an organization offered him $50,000 to endorse some training program that they had. And he was thinking about it. And he was like, this doesn't align with me at all. Like that's not even my, in my realm of genius is what he calls it. He calls it the zone of genius. He was like, that's not even in my realm. And so he turned them down. He was like, Hey, like, 
I can't be doing this because this doesn't align with my, with my genius. Like I'm an author. I need to keep focusing on my book. And what happened was that inspired that organization so much that he did that, that they created a completely different program to talk about the zone of genius. And now he's coming back to that organization to train them specifically on what he teaches. And so it ended up working out. And so he calls it the enlightened no. You want to be able to say no to things that don't align with you for sure. Wow, that's crazy. Who's yeah. the who's the author of that? Um Gay Hendricks. That's his name. Okay. That's so interesting. Wow. But that's just again, guys, that just proves the point. Like stay true to who you are, you know, don't settle for something that doesn't align. And it's kind of cool how that sort of just uh came back to him in that way. Yeah. It it seems like success works like that a lot. If you are really trusting and aligned and using your intuition, things just line up for you for sure. Yeah. Intuition is key too. I have said that so many times before guys follow your intuition, listen to that little voice. I, I don't think there's ever been a time in my life that my intuition has uh, led me wrong unless yeah. I've ignored it. <laughs> yeah. Serious. Yeah. Don't ignore it. That's challenging for sure. Uh, it's, that's the logical standpoint. So most of us, well, a lot of us are logical. We're like, Oh, like this sound, like I think this is right, but no, like, does it feel right? That's, that's where we should be making our decisions from for sure. Yeah. That's a powerful inner game switch. Again, going back to that mindset. Um, so powerful. So Ryan, I'm want to thank you for coming on today. I just want to give you a chance to sort of plug yourself here. Where can people stay connected with you? Thanks, Haley. Yeah. So uh, if you guys want to check out my podcast, it's ryanallenbell.com forward slash podcast. And you can find my podcast on any platform out there, the home-based business podcast. Yes. And uh, Instagram, Ryan Allen Bell, yeah. right? Yep. Instagram, Ryan Allen Bell as well. Yeah. I think that's probably the best place to communicate with me. I'm there every single day. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you again so much for coming on, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You found some valuable tips for home-based businesses. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Let's crush it. Thank you, Haley.